You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thank you for listening to our show here this morning. Uh, on a bright, beautiful day after another Bears defeat, we will trudge on here <laughs> on the, uh, what is today? Uh, 19th of September. Gosh, September's just cranking along. Um, we have a really good show today. Let me just plow right into it, uh, do a brief intro, and, and get right to our first guest. Um, we have three different topics that we're going to cover. We could call this our Midwest West show, I guess. Uh, our first guest is going to be uh, Chuck Weber. He is my counterpart in the state of Kansas. He is the director of the Catholic Conference out in Kansas, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what happened out there with that big vote on uh, an abortion-related topic that I'm sure some of you have heard about. And then secondly, we'll uh, switch gears. We'll come back here to Chicago, and we'll talk to Joyce Dariga about an interesting story she had in the uh, Catholic Chicago Catholic newspaper about the tax credit scholarship and about how Certain parishes are raising money for other parishes, schools that are less uh, affluent. And then third, at the end of our show, uh, a real interesting guest. Uh, I read an article in a magazine uh, called The Tablet, and uh, we're going to have on a gentleman that was uh, featured in that article. His name is Ben Court. He is the chief executive officer from an organization called the Foundry Treatment Center. It's in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. And we're going to talk a little bit about... um, an issue that we've faced here in Illinois, legalization of marijuana, and the impact that it's having on uh, numbers of people who are deemed to be psychotic and uh, the level of THC that goes into marijuana products today, and the impact it's having on society. Ben's a real interesting feature in that article, so I hope you can stay tuned to that. That'll be about, oh, let's see, about 8.40 or so, I guess it is, give or take. Um, So let's just, um, if we can, uh, I think, or I hope, uh, that we yeah. have our first guest on the line with us, and he is the esteemed uh, Chuck Weber. He <laughs> is the director of the Catholic, and there he is. Look at that, live and in person. Chuck, how are you today? Bob, I'm great. I'm sorry about your bears last night. <laughs> it's um, usual. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a closet Packer fan, but we're all about the Chiefs down here in Kansas. Oh, so, I know. Um, that's right. That's right. You have Super Bowl winners down there. It's been quite a while <laughs> since we've uttered those words in January here and been a part of that. Right. But, you know, we'll, 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 we'll soldier on. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be yeah, a long year. We, we persevere. We, we're good at that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We need another rainstorm. I guess that helped us in week one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. The Chiefs want right. to take it, right? Uh, the Chiefs when they played Thursday night, yeah, oh. so they struggled a little bit, but uh, but that's they, right, they, they got right. it done. Right. So right. yeah, I think I was busy Thursday night. I, can't remember what it was. I missed that game. Um, so uh-huh. you've been a busy guy. Uh, you um, 
I know you've been preparing for this. What was it? Was it Amendment One? Is that the name? Of it? Yeah, it was. We, it was. It was called the Value Them Both Amendment, right. and our our vote was actually on August second. Yep. Yep. August second. So take us through that. Um, it, it obviously we didn't prevail. Sure. Um, but but the question was a little deceiving in terms of what was on the. I I think people understood what was on the ballot. Um, but I think it's important to point out, Chuck, to people watching and listening to this, is that this. You knew the value them both proposition was going to be in the ballot long before Dobbs was decided. Right. So I think that kind of played into what happened to you guys out there. It it, it did. I mean, we, we ran into a little bit of a sort of a two-headed buzzsaw. One, the big thing was the Dobbs decision, which overturned Roe v. Wade, which uh, I think we all rejoice in. I yeah, mean, sure. Look, I mean, people on you know my age, and I'm probably older than you, Bob. I think, but anyway, I mean, we we've been living with with Roe for fifty, almost fifty years, and so. Um, but in in Kansas, what happened is in 2019, we had a a law on the books that said uh, we're going to ban a live dismemberment abortion. Or the DNE is the the, the mm-hmm. medical term um, dilation evacuation, and so um, immediately after uh, that law was passed back in 2015, our state supreme court said, "No, that's a violation of your state constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness." And I'm not joking about that. They actually took the preamble of the Kansas Constitution, which we all know from our you know uh, middle school uh, civics class, you know, from America even the American constitution, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and said, that is a violation of your state constitution. And so they wiped out that law along with, they said all of our other pro-life laws that we've been working on since the mid nineties were also presumed unconstitutional. And so we had to basically, we had this fundamental right to abortion in our state constitution declared by the state Supreme Court. And so we had a, a, an abortion neutral um, amendment that just said abortion is not a, a constitutional right in Kansas, and that it's going to be up to the people of Kansas through their elected representatives to make laws regarding this um, you know, really important um, issue. And um, so I think you alluded to it, but it was a, a 39 days before our vote um row is overturned and the abortion industry goes crazy um the secular media is of yeah. no help yeah <laughs> not only are they of no help they're actually becoming an echo chamber yeah. for the misinformation on the other side and uh, we got our teeth kicked in actually uh pr- pretty good so yeah. it was tough it was tough and it was disappointing um I-, I i also think you know i read an analysis afterwards and i can't remember who wrote it but i thought it was pretty accurate um the ba- the author's basic theme was that where we got to and chip it away and what finally made roe fall was sort of an incrementalist strategy you know you pick yeah. up a little thing here and there kind of like what you guys did in kansas and what happened what was on the ballot in Kansas was not an incremental type approach to adding a restriction or arguing that that there's the life right. life of the child is, is is should be considered, and this was just a like an all out it, it, the way it was portrayed it was all out rollback of everything and therefore um, the incremental strategy kind of went out of the way 
and you were our side was portrayed as like one that was going to just eliminate every right whatsoever that women yeah. would have and that well, was too much of a hole to overcome and, and that it, it was and that was i mean honestly bob as, as i mentioned a minute ago really our amendment was abortion abortion neutral, neutral. it did not it was not a trigger law to yeah. ban abortion. It just said that all of our laws that are on the books, we're going to continue to to maintain those laws. No taxpayer funding for abortion. Um, uh, uh, we're going to let uh, minors, minors are going to have yeah. to get permission from their parents before they get an abortion. I mean, and those are all now presumed unconstitutional. And so, um, but we were portrayed as getting lumped in with, Oklahoma, uh, which is just to the south of us, they had to trigger a trigger mm-hmm. law in effect, sure. and so they, they wiped out abortion there. Missouri, you know, just to our to our right, uh, just to our east, they they have virtually no abortions in um, Missouri there, and so they were sort of painting us in that picture. And um, the abortion industry, we I mean, we did pretty good actually on fundraising. We thought we yeah. would get outspent about two to one or three to one. They outspent us, but what they really did is they just pounded us the last 10 days in Kansas. They probably spent $5 million, which I, I know that doesn't mean a whole lot in Illinois because you, you, you guys, you know, do, you know, population wise. But yeah, I mean, that was like by far the most expensive uh, campaign of its kind in Kansas. And um, we just could, you couldn't turn on TV or the radio or if you listen to Pandora or whatever, you know social media yeah. i mean we we're just again just getting our teeth kicked in and, and they were just portraying us as banning abortion yeah it was not a ban on abortion yeah but that's um, what they say right? as much as our by the way as much as our right flank abolitionists they wanted a ban on abortion sure. so so we had we had our right flank screaming in in one ear saying you're not banning abortion and then we had the the, the media and the abortion industry in our left ear saying you're, you're banning abortion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chuck, is there crazy. any, I'm sure you've gone through some of the, the demographics and how people voted and, yeah. and, the, and that sort of thing. Is there any breakdown of how, how did Catholics vote compared to the average Kansan at large? Did, did we do, did we just fall in the line there or how did, how did yeah, it... I think we did actually, I don't have any data on Catholics, Bob, um, but we, we did a really good outreach. I think uh, all of our bishops were totally yeah, you guys on were board. Sure. We, we did, we did hundreds. Uh, we knew this was going to be an education campaign. So we did hundreds of what we called value them both. So value them both. You value the mom and the yeah. baby. We did hundreds of value them both presentations across the state. Our Knights of Columbus got on board. We did signed distribution. And I think our Catholic people came out really pretty well. Good. Um, and, and actually, we did a, a voter model before the campaign, and we exceeded that um, by 30,000 30, votes, maybe. I mean, but what happened is you had this independent voter that was suddenly um, mobilized by Dobbs and also the misinformation on the other side saying, we're going to mandate. I mean, there was just some crazy mm-hmm. and frankly, a lot of anti-Catholic. Uh, all, yeah. all of the early ads were anti-Catholic. So they were coming right at the Catholic Church. And um, it was very difficult to overcome that, um, particularly, again, when you have the, the secular media as a, a, not only 
like not being an impartial uh, referee, if you will, but they're an echo chamber for the misinformation and um, quite frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it is increasingly frustrating. I would agree with you at that, with that wholeheartedly. So um, the, the numbers weren't good. Uh, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of us that are looking at November are a little concerned about what happened in Kansas. Yeah. And is that, you know, the, uh, a sign of, of maybe things to come? We hope not. Um, but, but I'm not sure if that's a good barometer because it was, it was kind of a different right. sort of situation. You didn't have, uh, you had this amorphous constitutional question, which I, I'm not sure if that's going to portray, play out in the rest of the in the states where there's people on the ballot who are running for office right. and hold positions. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm wondering, like, so where do you go from now? Um, my yeah. perception of Kansas is not of a state that uh, those abortion laws are, are currently what you're describing them as. I, I, my, my view of Kansas is that it's probably a state where the general population is accepting this certain restrictions, maybe not outright bans, but, but certain right. restrictions. So you're not there. Is this a cooling off period or do you, where do you go from here? Well, we got a, kind of a two part strategy moving forward, Bob. I mean, number one, um, you know, I mean, we just have to accept the vote right now oh, yeah. and it's still pretty fresh. And um, I was sort of like only half joking that I was switching out the tourniquet around my neck hourly, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Sure. But because yeah, we really got our heads lopped off there. But but um, so so we have to understand where the where the people are or where they think they are, where they think they think they are. Um, yeah. And I think we're, we're we're in the legislative session ahead. We're going to look at pregnancy resource centers um, as like we're not going to abandon the moms and the babies just because this vote uh, happened in Kansas. So we're, we're going to do what we can do. Um, and, um, so I'm meeting with a lot of people when we're sort of looking at, um, I mean, government can't be a mom and a dad for a kid, but we're looking at what can we do to help foster care? What can we do to help adoption? It's a very expensive, cumbersome process. Um, all of those things, what can we do to help the moms on the ground floor yeah. who are coming to Kansas now, right? They're coming to Kansas now for abortions, right? So what can we do there? I think the other thing that the abortion industry sort of painted a themselves in a little bit of a corner is they said during the campaign, they said, we don't need this amendment because we have all these laws on the books now. The ones I just mentioned, you know, no taxpayer funding for abortion, parental consent for minors, all these things. And so these things are all in the books now. And the media sort of went, yeah, we don't need these because we don't need the amendment. And so we're like, we're holding them to that. Now, even though the court in their decision said all of your pro-life laws are, are deemed unconstitutional, they're, they're, the exact words are presumed unconstitutional. So you've heard that old joke, all you need to sue somebody is 50 bucks and a lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, really, all they need to do is get 50 bucks together and a lawyer, and these laws are going to be wiped out. But they're saying, oh, Kansas, we don't need the amendment because these laws are already in the books. We're already reasonable. We're like, okay, we're going to hold you to that. And so we'll, we'll see how that plays out, Bob. We, we already saw the first week after the election, uh, the minority leader of the Senate in, in uh, Missouri, half of the abortions in Kansas are done on Missouri girls and women. Yeah. And so um, the, the other the half are done in Illinois. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. 
right you you get a bunch of them too right yeah. we're, we're sort of sandwiched there's they're sandwiched in between us but um the minority leader said um can we find a way to have the taxpayer pay for abortions in kansas for missouri women and we had a democratic leadership in kansas say well, we can't do it legislatively, but maybe we can do that through the courts. And yeah. so we are already seeing this sort of like stepping away from the rhetoric of the campaign, and we're going to try and hold them to that. So sort of the two-pronged, we're going to help the moms and the babies. We're not going to abandon them. But then legislatively and rhetorically, really, we're saying, wait a minute, you, you said this during the campaign to the people of Kansas. Are, are you backing off that now? So we'll see. This we'll is see what happens. slightly different topic, but um, you kind of touched on something that I've been saying a lot recently, and it really bothers me that you see in nationally, uh, and I'm concerned about this, that it, it, people who are running for office are being told that don't talk about this issue. You only see yeah. one party talking about it, and that that message is that, you know, abortion is a human right, unfettered access, everything, you know, from 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 conception to, to, to third trimester. The moment of birth. Right. And 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 I and there's no <clears throat> there's not been yet, I think, a ample pushback, a counterattack on that. And right. and I don't understand why that is not the case. Um, there was a vote in Congress on the Women's Health Protection Act that uh, almost everybody supported on right. on one side. And they're in in the campaign so far. So my point is that when you have one side that's talking about an issue and the other side is saying nothing, that is not a prescription for a winning electoral nope. strategy. And my point in that I'm getting to now is that w what you're talking about is I know you weren't up in Milwaukee, but Clark Forsythe, who addressed our our group, um, was asked a question about where, where are we going to be in ten years on this issue, and his response yeah. was whichever side is seen by the public as being most attentive to women's needs and their child will will have the electoral win. And right. I think that's where you're going. And that's where we're it trying is. to go here, but it's very difficult. Yeah, I think one of the big issues that came up during the campaign, um, uh, look, look, Bob, you, you know this. When you're up against the abortion industry and their mission is the destruction of human life, what's not on the table in terms of rhetoric i mean what won't they do right, right? i mean they'll do anything <laughs> right and so i mean really i mean i'm sorry to say that but it's just the, the fact of the matter so during the campaign they brought up this um this total red herring i mean that that doesn't even do it justice that say if the amendment passes <clears throat> if you have a miscarriage yeah. you're not going to get treatment yeah, for that this is what we're and i have to tell you in my own family i mean we had a miscarriage earlier in our marriage. I mean, that is a highly emotional, um, a very visceral, uh, like stab in the heart. And so we have to combat that with education. We have to get women out there that have been hurt by the abortion industry, the Gosnell victims mm -hmm. um, and those folks. And we have to come back at them um, and shoot them right right between the eyes, just like they shot us between the eyes yeah. with false. But the thing is, Bob, we have the truth on our side. So, but I agree with you. I'm concerned about um, the lack of, of um, you know, talking about this on the campaign trail. I've talked to yeah. some of our friends, um, every too. house 
member in Kansas is up. I said, you're pro-life. And I think you, you need to continue to say that. I mean, yes, we accept the vote, but I mean, we have to, we are not going to abandon the women and the babies, period. And that's just what we are as a Catholic church. And of course, we as Catholics, we can talk about all sorts of things. Education. You're talking about a couple of things. I heard your 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 um, preview for your show. What? So, do we really want like all of our kids smoking pot? Do we want everybody driving around buzzed? Is that is that going to be good for society? Um, what about educational opportunity for um, some of our kids? Many of them, um, children of color, who are not getting educational opportunities. Those sort of things. So, I think we need to talk about the Catholic ethos. Um, and I think this is a template, frankly, yeah. for, um, for our elected officials out there. Let's talk about the whole person, not just about this particular yep. right. issue always. Right. Right. And um, I think it's a winning strategy. I think that's what people want to hear. And what you said earlier is so true. Eventually the truth will win out. It's hard to get that out, but it, it, I think it eventually it will. And to the degree we can do it in a compassionate way will only help the cause for for everybody chuck we got to go there's the music it went so fast i i apologize for running through this um thanks so much for joining us take care and uh hope to see you in the next couple months god bless you my friend thank you you too take care yep chuck weber who's the director of the catholic conference in kansas he's a kansas city chiefs fan but we'll still still talk to him on our radio all right don't go away We'll have Joyce Riga on in a minute. Uh, she's going to talk about the tax credit scholarship and some interesting developments in that uh, approach to raise money. This is Bob Gilligan. Don't go away. We'll be right back.